Greetings, listeners. I hope you're enjoying your last days of sanity on this earth. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that my roommate, Max Adams, is about to unleash a horror beyond words on all people everywhere. The horror is called The Aristocrats. It's a gnome sculpture that is lewd beyond the abilities of human imagination to conceive of. It took a super-intelligent artificial intelligence to create the plans for this gnome sculpture. And Max is trying to make it a reality. This gnome sculpture is so lewd that just looking at it forces the viewer to act it out. It's bad stuff, people. So I'll tell you how I'm enjoying my last sane days on this earth. I've got a fire going here. It's a very pleasant environment. I was hoping to sip some whiskey. I like to sit next to the fire and sip a little whiskey. Okay, more than a little whiskey. But we're out. We've been out for a while. And... Oh, well, this is convenient. Max just texted me that the whiskey cabinet has been restocked. Wow, he's been locked away in that dark room working on the aristocrats. I didn't know that he had time to refill the whiskey cabinet. I guess I'll go check that out. That makes my last days on Earth a little more tolerable. Wait, there's no... Okay. Giant glass dome dropped from the ceiling. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Big hole in the ceiling now. Okay. (laughs) Did you rig up the whiskey cabinet to drop a big glass dome? That seems like a really stupid question considering your current position, doesn't it? Well, I'm... Let's take a step back and just... Oh, you can't. You can't step back because you're stuck under that glass dome that I totally rigged up to fall on you when you opened the whiskey cabinet. Ah. Well, I guess it's better than dropping an anvil on my head, uh, but... Uh, yes, that's true. An anvil, turns out, was not the way to go. So here's the thing, Jack Strobe. Cal and I know that you've been trying to foil my plans every step of the way. My plans the aristocrats. And if I just completely eliminated you, there would be all these complications at the interdimensional court. It would be a whole mess. It would get a bunch of people involved that we didn't even get involved. So Cal ran a whole bunch of simulations to figure out what was the best way to get you out of my hair and get you to stop messing with my plans. And well, this is the first part of it. This is the first stage. Well, I'm glad that it didn't involve my death. No, again, we can't do that. I don't want to get the interdimensional courts involved. All right. I hesitate to ask, what is the next step after trapping me in a glass dome? Ah, yes, yes, the next step. Well, I give you this timer. Oh. Pass it through the uh, little hole that just opened up in the glass there. I didn't see that hatch. big enough to pass this timer through. You get the timer. I see you've already got the recorder. That's convenient. Yes, I've got the recorder. And what on earth does this thing do? A timer? This is much bigger than a timer. Yeah, just don't press the button. Not yet. I feel like at this stage, you telling me not to do something is a pretty good argument that I should do it. But you might be counting on that, so I'm going to just hold off. You see how it's counting down? I've got about that much time to finish this monologue, and then you press the button. Okay, so here's the thing. Turns out the best way to deal with you is to just send you off into the multiverse. Out of my hair, and no way to come back here and interrupt me until the time has come when the project is complete and you can behold it in all of its glory. That's when you will be brought back from your little journey. Every time that timer runs out, down to zero, you press the button, and you get brought to a new place. And if you don't press the button, you're going to be stuck 
wherever you are at the time, you're going to be stuck there. And if they don't have dimensional technology, that's it. You're just stuck. So I could potentially avoid seeing the aristocrats for the rest of my life? We have a series of stops planned out for you. Believe me, you don't want to end up stuck in any of these places. That sounds lovely. A lovely vacation. A uh, number of places yeah, where I wouldn't want to that. spend time. That yep. sounds great. It's great for me and Cap, and that's all that matters now. Well, I do seem to have my movement constrained here. Don't worry, I'll be checking in on you. I've rigged up the recorder to broadcast interdimensionally so I can keep tabs, make sure everything's going to plan. So I see the countdown here is almost to zero. That's right. I'm not going to let you die either, because again, I don't want to have to deal with the whole court situation. So don't worry about that. You'll be safe. It just won't be super pleasant for you. All right. And when it hits zero or right before it hits zero, I'm supposed to push this button, this very large button. That's right. You push the button when it hits zero. I'm starting to think maybe not push this button. Okay, fine. The button was just for show. It doesn't matter if you push a button or not. Once the timer reaches zero, it opens up a portal and it sucks you through to the next dimension. Oh, man. It's a decorative button. I thought maybe if I gave you something to do, you would feel like you had some sort of agency in this whole thing, but you don't, okay? You don't. Well, I guess I shall sit here and wait for the inevitable in three, two... Oh, boy. Bye-bye. Okay, it is cold here. I thought he said he wasn't going to kill me, but uh, I can already feel my nose freezing. It is pitch black. All I can see is the snowflakes that are closest to my face. This wind whirls around me. I can't see anything, but I do hear something. Sounds kind of like a freight train, but not quite. What is that sound? Oh, wait, I hear another sound. I think that's a tornado siren. Wait, tornadoes sound like freight trains, don't they? I mean, I've not lived in the Midwest. Well, not that I'm willing to admit to right now. But I certainly haven't been close to a tornado. But I'm thinking that I'm hearing a tornado approaching, and that tornado siren is a powerful clue. Yeah, it's getting closer. That is definitely, yeah. So if I don't freeze to death, I'm about to be sucked into, I'm guessing, a giant snow tornado. The timer is getting lower. Boy, that's getting loud. It's getting closer. I think I'm going to start moving in the other direction. Oh, I can't go any further in that direction. There's a cliff. And, oh, yeah, it's getting close enough. I can see the edge of something that looks like a tornado. Oh, that's deafening. Come on, countdown. Two, one. Okay, this is a much less imminently deadly place. It doesn't seem too bad, actually. You know I recognize this. I'm Looks like I'm in Fremont. If you're not from the Seattle area, Fremont is a very quirky section of Seattle. It's like any big city has, like, the really weird part. Fremont's the really weird part of Seattle. They've got their whole statue of linen right over there. Wait, the, somebody is... Lower, lower, lower. You're right there. It's good. Bunch of big machinery Catch. over there. Yes, move in. Straps. They are removing the statue. That's a big deal. People have been trying to get rid of that statue of linen for years, but it was sort of a symbol of Fremont counterculture. I'm going to go over there and see what's going on. I'm amazed. Find the straps. Hey, what's going on here? Greetings, comrade. Greetings. Yes, we removed this statue. Wait a minute. That's a statue of Abraham Lincoln. It's supposed to be linen there. Yes. You're removing a statue of Abraham Lincoln? Yes, of course. It should be linen. You are right. Linen is statue that goes here. Not Lincoln. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So why was Abraham Lincoln here? Oh, it's a travesty. Duh. Comrade, you and I, we speak the same language. I am Minister Adams. It's a pleasure to meet you. You are... I'm Jack Strobe, and I'm a little disoriented. Comrade Strobe, pleasure. Yes, we are on the same page. Lincoln statue, completely inappropriate. Horrible travesty. 
countercultural revolutionaries installed Lincoln's statue overnight somehow. Oh, interesting. Yes, he's no good. He's complete slap in the face to an entire ruling party of Soviet Seattle. Okay. All right, I'm starting to get a picture of the political environment here. Sounds like these counter-revolutionaries, dangerous people. Ah, you not from Soviet Seattle? I'm a traveler, just passing through. I, of course, share your ideals. So, what were you watching there on your iPhone before I came up? Oh, come, Comrade Strobe. You'll know as well as I do. In Soviet Seattle, iPhone is watch you. Oh, Yes, so, yeah, yes. you were checking in with the authorities. Yes, ruling party, very interested to see removal of Lincoln, reinstallment of Lenin. Of course, we are need to construct new Lenin. It's unknown where counter-revolutionaries have taken previous Lenin statue. New Lenin statue under construction right now at Forge, West Soviet Seattle. That'll be a good thing. So, you come to visit, you say? Yes, maybe you could show me around a little bit and help me get the lay of the land here. You know, it, that actually could be beneficial to both of us. See, uh, I am in need of a, uh, a new deputy. The Ministry of Culture, somewhat understaffed recently, you see. So, if you're interested in stay for a while... Perhaps you'll be temporary deputy. Well, according to my gadget here, I do have a little while. I'm not sure it's long enough to make a big impact at that level, but, you know, I've found that it pays to be in the power structure most of the time rather than the oppressed, so... Yes, so, uh, Micro has statue removal under control. Walk with me. I show you around Fremont. I appreciate that. Wow. There is a big machine over there. It's noisy. That thing is making a lot of noise. It's belching oh. smoke. And oh, yes, yes. Uh, they're next to Dick's. Comrade Dick's Potatoes for People. It's a popular restaurant here in Soviet Seattle. Yeah, just just potatoes. I, I... Potatoes for people. Potatoes for people. So this machine, you see they're shoveling coal into it? Oh, oh. yes, yes. He's used three tons of coal per day. It looks like it's building some sort of... Sendo here, it's getting louder. Oh, this guy's got a tray. He's holding it up to a chute there. Oh, something coming out. Look at that. I'll give you one guess what has come out of machine next to Comrade Dick's potatoes for people. It looks like a potato's been cut up. Ding, you are winner. He's potato, yes. Yeah, it looks like... Astute uh, observation, Comrade Stroke. It's really ramping up now. In fact, I stand over there, uh, not that way. I recommend you do the same. Oh, all right, but listeners, there's a noxious smell coming out of the machine. There's a guy holding a tray up, and the chute, it dropped a potato. It's a potato that looks like it's been cut up. It's a little blackened, but it's a... Oh, man, that is a bad smell. It has been cut into, it looks like, uh, three pieces, kind of unevenly, but interesting. All right, he's walking away, and he put it on a shelf. Now it looks like he's waiting for the next one to come out. Minister Adams, what does this machine do? Oh, yes. is glorious Soviet technology. Great improvement in efficiency for restaurants across the district. He's cut potato in two pieces. Aha! A machine for cutting potatoes into two pieces. Duh. So, the one I saw, it looked like maybe it was in three pieces. No, 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 no. Two pieces. Uh-huh. Three piece is capitalist propaganda. Okay. Machine cut all potato in two piece. 
Moving on. It looks like the worker is getting ready to catch another potato. Looks like it's building to another crescendo, and after that smell, I think I'd like to be a little further away from that machine. Ah, let us continue. Looks like we're coming up on some sort of queue here. What are these people uh, waiting in line for? Oh, it's bread line. Very popular bread here. Ah, good stuff, huh? Yes. Let no one say Soviet Seattle not progressive. Ten years ago, as experiment, Motherland allow Soviet Seattle legalize marijuana. Is bread? Marijuana-infused bread. Okay. Yes. Marijuana-infused bread. Yes, in Soviet Seattle, bread bake you. Moving on, as you can see up here is incredible Soviet housing block. Strong concrete. Ah, yes. Brutalist architecture. Yeah, it's very popular. Yes, is incredible efficiency in housing. Many, many such improvements brought to this filthy former United States by Mother Russia and Soviet Union power following complete collapse of American and capitalist culture. Yeah, it sounds like they had it coming. Oh, yes. Everyone know about downfall of capitalism following terrible scandal 1985. Interesting. Yes, 1985. Yes, the Cosby scandal. Oh, the Cosby. Are yes. you talking about Bill Cosby? <laughs> of course, comrade, of course. So yes. Bill Cosby had a big scandal in 1985. Yes, um, yes, we are on the same page. We know. We all know. Everyone know about Cosby scandal. Turns out he was a uh, kind of a pervert. Entire facade of American exceptionalism Complete crumble upon revelation, perversion of Cosby. Massive scandal. Wow. So the Cosby scandal broke in 1985. Complete collapse of United States. And everyone just collapsed. Yes. For the betterment of all mankind. As Soviets move in, take over, bring incredible efficiencies in housing, in food, in agriculture, potato and wheat yield through the roof. Wow. Making lots of food for the people there. So the bread line is just because the food is so good. Yes, the, the marijuana lacing is a reason for bread line, as established previously. All right. Well, they looked a little thin. Yes, physical fitness, top priority in Soviet Seattle. I'm not sure I would have called them healthy, but they were not fat people, that's for sure. Ah, what are we coming up on here? This looks like an official building. Yes, is government headquarters, local office, Ministry of Culture. Come in. Much more ornate than those housing projects back there. Wow, the spoils go to the winner, I see. This is quite the palace. Yes, equality very important in Soviet Seattle. However, job does come with one or two perks. Yes, some people are more equal than others. I get you. Yes, and as new deputy minister of culture, you enjoy some perk. Well, this is a remarkable advancement, even for me. I've never moved through the ranks of power so quickly. Oh, and it looks like you have coffee, too. That's the biggest coffee machine I've ever seen. Is it right if I have some coffee? Oh, no, no, no. It's not for you to drink. No, in Soviet Seattle, coffee is consumed you. Coffee consumes you. Okay, so I should not open that big door. Definitely yet, yet. Do not open door. That room where dissidents are interned while bathed in scalding coffee. Okay, right this way. Have a seat here uh, behind official placard. Deputy Minister of Culture. All right, so what are my responsibilities in this new job? Well, sit here at desk with placard and be deputy. 
And it says on my placard, this man has complete control over all aspects of the culture project. What is the culture project? It's very important. Very important project. Has direct eye of premiere. Wow. So I'm being immediately placed in charge of a very important project with, it says, complete control and complete authority over all decisions made. That's a long list of responsibilities here on one placard. Yeah. Mr. Adams, the premier is here to see you. Oh, that sounds like an important figure. He is here, yes. Here, up, up, up. All right. Come with. Yes. It's big day. I find you just in time, Comrade Strobe. Just in time. Oh, here he comes. Greetings, Minister Adams. And who is this? Ah, yes. I'm Jack Strobe, the Deputy Minister of Culture. And I have uh, complete authority in charge over something called the Culture Project. Yes, is exactly right. This, my Deputy Minister of Culture. Deputy Minister Strobe, meet Premier Poppencapper. Nice to meet you. Yes, pleased to meet you also, Mr. Strobe. Minister Adams, you say... This deputy in complete control of culture project? Da, Premier Poppencapper, that is completely correct, yes. My placard says I've been given total authority. Da, total authority. Yeah, I see, very interesting. Minister Adams, you please excuse us. Deputy Minister Strobe and I uh, have words. Absolutely, Premier Poppencapper, I have important business with the coffee machine. Big line of dissidents in back. Need processed. I take my leave. Yes. Yikes. Mr. Strom, step into office. Well, I thought that was ornate out there. This office is even more ornate. Yes, I have private office at every district headquarters. So, perhaps, Deputy Minister Strom, you can explain to me why is Culture Project... 300 billion ruples over budget and six years late in delivery. Lake Washington supposed to have been drained five years ago. Levels, in fact, 20% higher. Fish yield, reportedly 50% above normal levels. All fish should have been completely bronzed by now. All fish bronzed. Lake drained, sculpture installed. Yes, I'm starting to sense that this culture project was quite the elaborate project. Starting to sense. Complete control, Deputy Minister, is your project. I'm starting to see now why Minister Adams was so eager to get me set up on this project, too. It's starting to all become clear. So it's vastly over budget. I assume, then, it's probably not a stretch to say that much of the money that was intended for this project may have disappeared in suspicious circumstances. Is that- You tell me! Complete control! You tell me it says on your plaque, complete control! It does indeed. I can sense now why the placard is so explicit about that. So a bunch of money disappeared. Project did not get completed. It is way behind schedule. Numerous things that were supposed to happen are way late, haven't happened yet. Deputy Minister Strobe, i sorry to tell you, you're a complete failure. You will be stripped of your post. Well, that is a disappointment. And furthermore, you will be dealt with. This level of incompetence requires far more discipline than coffee machine. Yeah, I saw that coffee machine out there. did not look like a pleasant thing. No, you would be lucky to receive coffee machine. 
after this degree of failure, Deputy Minister Strobe. Unfortunately for you, you have earned yourself a one-way trip to the gravel mine on the asteroid. Gravel mine? There's something vaguely familiar about that. And the Soviet space program got us to an asteroid. That is one thing they did seem somewhat competent at, from my memory. Yes, next asteroid is passed by in three days. Until then, you will be escorted to holding cell to await shipment. Culture Project will be handed off to one of my personal assistants. Well, good luck with that. I think you'll find it's not easy to get things done in this environment. The time for excuses has long passed, former Deputy Minister Strobe. You will not talk your way out of this. I'm not intending to talk my way out of it. I'm thinking gravel mining um, sounds like a noble profession. This timer that's counting down on my giant handheld clock, pay no mind to that. Whatever you say, former Deputy Minister Strobe. I call secret police to come escort you to jail now. I lock you in this office. They arrive shortly. Good day. Good day. Doesn't look like I'm going to be able to leave this office except by this portal device. All right, my timer is almost counted down. Three, two, one. Wow, that's disorienting. Oh, looks like I'm back home. The fire that I started in the fireplace is still going. Wow. In fact, wait a minute. There's some red breast whiskey out here. Well, that's nice. Wait, there's even a note here says, I'm sorry, Max. Wow. Count on one hand the number of times Max has apologized to me. Maybe even on one finger. That's incredible. Well, I guess I'll just pour myself a little glass of this. Jackie, is that you? Oh, a young lady has entered the room. Uh, Hi, yes. uh, Yes, I'm Jack. Don't play coy with me, Jackie. You have a striking resemblance to Max. Are you Max's sister? You're so silly. You got my note. I was worried you'd never come back. When you stormed out and and said that Maxine were through, I really thought it was for real. I'm so glad you came back. Oh, this note is from you. I'm sorry. I'm a little confused today, I guess. So Max is Maxine. And it would appear that I have not landed where I thought I did and still have some more adventuring to do. And oh boy, the counter on this timer now is quite long. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Dispatches from the Multiverse is produced by Tim Ellis, starring J.R. Willett as Jack, Complete Control, more like Complete Clown, Strobe, and Tim Ellis as Max. Want to support this podcast and help make sure it continues? Tell all your friends about us and share us online. Then check out patreon.com slash dispatchesfm, where you can support us directly and access exclusive bonus content like brainstorming sessions, sweet merch, raw recordings, other audio, and highly efficient Soviet peaks behind the interdimensional Iron Curtain. Check the show notes or our website for links to our listener discord. Follow us on Twitter, I guess, at dispatchesfm, and visit us online at dispatches.fm. This gnome sculpture is so lewd. How lewd is it? (laughs) 
<lacht> I can't help myself. <lacht> Wir sind so wie jetzt Seattle Bread Bake You. You didn't see it coming, did you? See it coming. <laughs> 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 <laughs>